right, ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lefko Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lefko and Chris Sims. Guess who is back in the building? Lefko Sims and Fendrick. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I'll tell you what. I'm going to start off with this. Love the intro. Thought about it with Carton. Go f*** yourself. Hey, that song is awesome. Uh, Dude, I haven't been back in the office with you in I like know. three weeks. I was just looking month. at your cool California shoes that you definitely bought in California. I didn't. I bought them beforehand. Uh, but do you like them? I do like them, yes. Nice. I got more compliments about these shoes than the sho- a lot of shoes I've had in my life. Right. 30 bucks. Right. Balling. Good, good for you. Um, we're going to get in a lot. Uh, we're going to start. We, we have been away from each other for a long time. I've been all over the country. You've been all over the country. I think we both have some funny stories to tell. But literally, as we're doing this, the Tom Brady ruling is coming down. Um, you have been connected with Tom Brady, I think, for the better part of a year. Right. Whether it's you trying to be honest about his play, uh, very outspoken about what's happening with uh, Deflate Gate and all that. Uh, the NFL is upholding Tom Brady's four-game suspension. What's very interesting is in the press release is the destroyed cell phone. Right. We're listening to Adam Schefter talking about how he's getting a new cell phone every four months. Um your honest take right now, hot takes with Chris Sims. Well, hot takes right away is, I mean, I thought the suspension would be upheld. I don't think that's surprising to anybody. And as we go here, I'm just disliking Tom Brady as the minutes go by. The destruction of the cell phone, disgusting, uh, all of it. I don't know. I mean, it just all seems blatant, and he just doesn't want to man what is up. He, what is he protecting anymore? I, his, his legacy. But isn't he hurting it? I, I do think he is hurting it, yes. But he, he wants to – he's probably backed himself into a corner with so many people that are important to his life where he feels like he has to fight this to the end and say, look, I didn't get suspended any games. It didn't really happen. It's the Dave Chappelle thing when he's talking about when you're accused of doing something with a woman you didn't. It's like, please believe me. Please believe me. It just – it kind of sounds pathetic at this point. Yes. Now, I will say this. Maybe he wasn't involved, which I think is maybe point zero 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 one percent chance. Right, right. And I again will openly take everything back, and I will apologize to Brady. And if he was really honest that he didn't have anything to do with this, man, you just the Aaron Hernandez destroyed a cell phone. <laughs> right. You only do that when you're trying to hide something. Right. I just I don't think there's any way he's probably going to take this to federal court, which. That could be scary for Brady. I man. think it could be, yes. But as we're learning too, it doesn't sound like it's necessarily going to be about the evidence and things like that, but more about the protocol of the NFL and mm. did they follow it correctly? I think that's where they're going to try to focus their fight against the NFL as far as Brady's legal oh, team. Oh, so they're going to get into the legalese of the NFL didn't do it right, so how can you track down yes. me? Right. And as we're sitting here watching it in this PN too, anybody out there listening, you got to watch out for Adam Scheffner, went to Michigan with Tom Brady. He's uh, been pro Tom Brady. He's also the one that released that Tom Brady had his greatest performance ever under delegation of the NFL, which makes me to believe he's the one talking to Tom Brady's lawyers. Mm. He's been in front of a lot of this, and he's on Team Brady, so I would be a little careful what comes out of his mouth. What's his name? Uh, Adam Schefter. 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 Okay. You're right. Yeah. Did I say Schefter first time? Yeah. What's funny with you is you have so many connections in the NFL that and you don't put them on blast and you don't break news that's not what you do right and when i watch espn shows with you you know who everyone's kind of getting their information from yeah a lot of times yes. like if it's if it's coming from the league offices right Schefter's probably going to have it right if it's coming from a player glazer is probably going to have it right and then you have certain guys on the networks i know you love Mort. we've had him on the show he's right. amazing right they're also not who's going to break everything yes they're going to have a lot of information and go I don't want to do this right now. Yes, right. Exactly. So what is your – so you think Schefter's kind of on, on Team Brady? I will. You know, not that he really uh, just cares. Is he knows he's got a pipeline, direct pipeline to the information as sure. far as where this case is going and those things. And, of course, it's, it is Tom Brady. is a huge name. So, uh, yeah, I do. I think he's got a little connection there. What if Brady goes to federal court? They push back all the suspensions. He plays this year and then goes, I'm retiring. I think there's a lot of p- 
people. Uh, and listen, New England, I think, fully expects Tom Brady to be the starting quarterback week one. Really? Yes. I had I, been told by people around the league, even people in New England, that they thought Tom would be there because they had a feeling he was going to bring this to federal court. So wow. uh, I think that's a lot of what people are thinking. He's just going to push this along as long as possible and maybe play a year or two left in his career and then be all done with it, retire, and they'll never be able to get him. Never be able to get – yeah, but – if that's still going on after your career yes. as someone who played and then retired, I mean, do you want to live with this nightmare for that long? I mean, is it – what is the point is my biggest question. I, what are you fighting for now? Because uh, you're hurting your legacy in my mind. Yeah, I, I think it really becomes just more of an ego power, an ego ego – you know, narcissist, narcissistic power struggle at this point. I really do. That's the way I look at it. It's just Tom Brady and TB12 Corporation versus yeah. NFL Corporation. I, I want to know how Robert Kraft feels. I want to know what Belichick feels. Um, I want to know what his close friends think about this entire yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. I would like to know that as well. So where were you at in terms of admiration for Brady before all this, and where are you now? Oh, before this, uh, yeah, I, he was at the top of my list as far as favorite quarterbacks, not only on the field but off the field as well. Now it's gone way down. I'll tell you where I first lost a little respect. I'm sucking on a vitamin C, if anybody can tell. <laughs> um, I first lost respect with a little bit with Tom Brady and the fact that when the last CBA did occur, that he didn't kind of take a stance for the players a little bit. You know, if you remember, Drew Brees was the guy that kind of stood out there yes. and finally was like, I'm going to help the players out. The quarterbacks need to be the guy that do that. They're the only ones that people recognize. Exactly right. So I really thought Tom Brady and Peyton Manning dropped the ball in that because they could have done mm. a lot of good for thousands of future players. But they were too worried about their own corporation to jump in. I lost a little there, but I've lost a ton with all of Deflategate because you know what, me, first of all, I, I'm not into the cheating stuff and any of that crap no, by any and, sense of and, the means. And I'm not really – I'm a little bit more indifferent to the cheating as a person, I guess. I don't know why. Right. But in terms of lying, that's the part that's kind of messed me up. Yes. Is I've never understood, and I've said this on this podcast before, how easy it is to separate and be rewarded. I always say put in the YouTube link for Andy Pettit and watch the way he handled steroids, and everybody loves the guy. I say it every time. That's right. If Brady just went up there and said, man, I don't know what happened. I guess it got too far out of control. Yeah. I really didn't even realize it. Right. Or even just say, listen, yes, I told the I like the balls a little underinflated. I didn't realize the equipment guys were going under the legal limit. Yeah. That is my fault. I'll take responsibility. Everyone would be like, okay, great. Hey, Tom, you are the man for manning up. Yeah. He would have been a folklore, folklore hero. Yeah. Now he's a folklore. A folklore. <laughs> what a, what, that's a tough spot. How about this other thing, too? Just we want You want to go talk more about this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, I want to talk about that ESPN Tier 1 quarterbacks. You know, and did you see that last no, week? No, I didn't see where it. Where they have Tom, you know, Tom, which I have no problem him being in Tier 1. But Peyton Manning in the Tier 1 quarterbacks. And Still. Russell Wilson was not. Wow. I just want to go, man, who were they asking at ESPN? Because the Hall of Fame GM, John Elway, asked a Tier 1 quarterback to take a $10 million pay cut. Huh. That so, you're, so you're saying right now that Peyton Manning is no longer a Tier 1 quarterback in the NFL? No, he is dirt, the bottom half of the NFL as far as Bottom half? Definitely. Definitely. Is where would you, would you put him above or below Andy Dalton? Uh, he is yeah right around that Andy Dalton category at this wow. point. Yeah, uh, yes. Now I'm going to say this, um, and we're going to get into this. I was in San Diego. I went house hunting with Corey Legit, defensive cool. lineman for the Chargers. Right. I hung out with with Bryce Petty on the Jets and all that stuff. Hearing people tell stories of Peyton's arm and where it is right now it's and how scary. much. I mean, yeah. Uh, so J Josh, you just left. You came back in. Uh, Mr. Did you guys uh, curse at all while I was gone? Yeah, a few times. Really? Yeah, no. He, Tom Brady's a f whore. Um, <laughs> Sim right. said Peyton Manning right now is a bottom bottom level quarterback in the NFL. Didn't you say last year that he was the 32nd best quarterback in the NFL? 32nd strongest arm in the NFL okay. right now, which Lefko is finding out now is very serious because he's hearing people that he's seeing around the NFL, yeah. people that saw him at Man the Manning camp that go, Just man, throwing ducks. it looks like Peyton throws ducks, and he has to put every ounce of energy to throw the ball 15 it makes yards. Me, it makes me want to bet against the Broncos, you know? But yes. look... I I just think that Peyton's going to find – like, he's that crafty Tim Wakefield right now. They'll still be efficient. He's going to find the plays that work to his benefit, yeah. to that fit his skill mold right now, and he'll, he'll make it happen to a degree. All right, a few things I want to I want to get off the top. Now that we kind of got Brady out there, we, we can't – look, how, how many more times are you going to say, I'm embarrassed for this guy, it's disgusting? 
Um, but, you know, it's just crazy because he had the perfect storybook career. Yes. And now it's coming crashing down. I wonder what Drew Bledsoe thinks. Uh, we, we got some <laughs> exciting stuff coming up for the podcast. One, we, we, are, we are officially in the works to get this thing on video. We're going to get a set. We're getting graphics made. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be legitimate. Cool. Um, and that's going to be right around the NFL season. Cool. Chris is rolling his eyes, Trying but he really likes excitement. it. The thing that I'm excited about, Chris, more than anything, is you watch game film of every game. Right. The ability to, let's say there's topics that we didn't get to, get to go into. Right. Or really some in-depth stuff. This podcast, I think, can be a really special NFL podcast that's going to give you not the let's only talk about the teams that are going in the playoff race, right. but every team in-depth. And we're going to be real. Yeah, some un popular thought or food for thought where you might you know yes uh, you're never going to hear any of us go that guy's just a winner like that will never be said right so i'm very excited for that hopefully we can bring up some different angles as far as the game the other thing i'm very excited for real quick yes so mike garofolo uh from fox just tweeted uh pergadell's ruling tom brady's previous cell phone used until november 6 2014 was not destroyed only the one that he used from November 6th through March was I wonder what he did. Would you chop it up? You know what I mean? Like, what is your excuse for destroying a cell phone? Like, I destroyed my cell phone. Right. My screen is completely destroyed right Right. now. Happened in a Las Vegas bathroom. You couldn't even read off it. And then I've heard the quote from Tom Brady on their side is saying that he... He destroys his phone every four months. That's so weird. Yeah, doubt it. I don't know. Sometimes with celebrity and stuff. But why do you have to destroy? You can't just throw it away. You got to destroy it. I wouldn't even throw it away. I would just in your huge mansion house. I'd have a drawer of old cell phones because I can understand throwing it away from this perspective. If I was going to be a neurotic celebrity, will someone go through my trash and access my stuff? Right. I get it. But I thought you could like delete all that stuff. I don't know this. I'm sure you could just take out the card and I don't know. Yeah. But. But the fact that that even happened and the thought process happened, it just looks bad. It looks like you're lying. Yes. Um, Next week, Sims and I and and Cam, the producer, and Mira, the photographer, are going on a West Coast tour. We're going to be in Oxnard to cover Dallas. We're going to Oakland. The Raiders. The Raiders. The Cowboys. The Raiders. Cowboys, Raiders, Niners, Seahawks, which I think is going to be awesome. Uh, and, and we're going to be out at these training camps. Um, I'll probably tweet out, we could do it from the podcast too, where we're going to be what days. If you guys want to come up and, and say hi, I know Seahawks Scout will probably maybe want to come over and check us out. That's right. We're going to be interviewing players, interviewing coaches, and if some of it's really good, I think we'll play it on the podcast too. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm excited. But I'm excited with the four teams, just first of all. Yeah. The first thing that when I heard about the four teams we're going to see, we are going to see – more beast, monster, monster men you'll ever see. And these four teams are loaded with so monsters. So Dallas' offensive line, I'm excited right. to see how big they are. Right. I'm excited Which you're going to gonna be a little underwhelmed because you're going to go, really? they're not as big as I thought because they're a little smaller and athletic than you They're than better you movers. They are. Well, I'm excited to see Greg Hardy in person. Right. Um, I'm excited to meet Tony Romo. Yeah, sure. He's a and great dude. see what kind of dude he is. Right. Randy Gregory in person. I can't wait to see him. And just, yeah, you know, how much it, do you weigh? Yeah. How much do you, what right. are you eating? How right. much do you weigh? Cole um, Beasley in person. Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm all for it. Dez in person. Dez in Dez person. Dez is yeah. one of the more impressive people I've seen in recent years. Oakland, in I want to see Dan Williams. I want to see Khalil Mack. And I want to see Derek Carr and Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, sure. that, I'm, I'm so excited for the Raiders. Yep. San Francisco's got monsters all over the place. All over. And then Seattle. Yeah, baby. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, baby. Ooh, it's going to awesome. be fun. Chris, if you sit down with Russell Wilson, yes, and you know like no sensitivity about what you can ask him, right? What's the first thing you want to ask him? Ooh. Why are you not having sex with Sierra? Other than God telling you not to? And wait, how did you get the God's direct line? Because I'd like to call as well. <laughs> Good yeah. question. Yeah, Good dude. Question. God, God seems uh, for, for that. He only talks to Russell Wilson and Tim Tebow. That's it. It's just <laughs> he draws a, the line. Here's the thing. I I knew that. I always thought Russell Wilson was playing it safe, and he was the team player. When I saw that video of him talking about God speaking to him and this stuff, I got really confused, and then, I don't know, man, I just kind of got worried about – because well, I think Russell Wilson is an incredible quarterback. Yes. But that was some weird stuff he was yes, saying. Yes, I'm man. not – yes, he is uh, – yeah, well, listen, all the things we heard about 
in the locker room in Seattle last year saying there was a divide in the locker room with Russell Wilson. It makes sense now. It's, it's very true. It makes sense that yeah. he's not connecting with some of the guys, whether it is the Golden Tates or the Marshawn Lynches sure. or whatever, because right. when you're walking around, I don't know, man. Like, and I'm not, I don't want to take any shots at religion. It has nothing to do with any of that. Belief is belief. And yes. if it makes you live a great life, more power to you. Right. I, it just, it was when you, you will th- become resented in the NFL locker room if you're constantly pushing religion on other people. So you've, you have experienced I this have before. experienced, yes. In fact, coaches, a lot of coaches will find ways not to have those type of guys in their locker room because they know that there's going to be a faction of people that are just uncomfortable with it all the time. You know, hey, let's pray. And I have no issues with it. Don't sure. get me wrong. Sure, we see the prayer circles yeah, after the games sure. and but, stuff. But, yes, there are people that – there's certain guys in a locker room that are just like, hey, just leave all that religious stuff outside of here. This is, do I don't want to like, hear it. Does it come up at bad times? Yeah, it can come up at bad times. It can just come up in normal talk just you know, just as far as, hey, we're going to go in the defensive meeting room, and then it becomes a religious meeting first, and then they start talking about football. And right. One of the defensive linemen is like, I, you know, I, I'm not in here for religion. Who were, who were some guys early on that – were you surprised by it? Uh, yeah, well, I've always been surprised by it. I mean, I had some uh, – it all started – first of all, we had some people with Champions for Christ that we were involved with at Texas that were around our football team. I always thought they were a big-time distraction to some of our players, and Mm. I thought they nagged players to a bad degree where they were looking for more after their career at Texas as far as – you know, if you were a first round, going to be a first round pick, they seem to like those guys a lot more. Interesting, um, but yes, no. There's just been certain players. I'm not going to name names. Sure, uh, but that that brought religion into the locker room. Some guys did it the right way. For one, being a Derek Brooks, extremely religious, but he did it the right way. He knew, okay, Chris Sims. I was not religious. He never tried to like. Every now and then, he might say, hey, we're going to have a prayer later. If you want to come, we'd love to have you. If not, all good. People will respect that. But sometimes yeah. you get those guys in the locker room that overdo it. It's going to be, let's pray after practice. Let's have a religious talk before the meeting. Yeah. And that can get old with, with certain years in the And locker. I'm sure, you know, Warren Sapp was one of those guys that was, you know, <laughs> let's really, let's let's bring this back to God right now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, some of the stories I've heard from you. Yes. I, what an interesting dichotomy to have those Tampa Bay Bucks team we had, so we had vicious. Florida State guys who, you know, everyone with Florida State, I know they've been in trouble the past yeah, few months. Yeah, it's been a rough offseason for them. The majority of Florida State guys I've ever been around are a little bit more nerdy than you would realize. They're not. Like you said about Miami, A little too. bit like Miami, right. Now where uh, the Florida guys can be a little more street edgy. and edgy, if yeah. yes, for lack of a better phrase. And certainly you have that at Miami. But, yeah, we had a group of Miami guys that were definitely edgy on that Bucks team, sure. and then we had some Florida State guys that were the exact opposite, all great at football, yeah. but just funny to see the two different dynamics of all of it. Um, okay, so before I get into my trip, the one thing that's happened so much to me lately is I've had so many people contact me and go, man, I'll tell you what, Craig Carton is an asshole. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, man, he came on and he didn't need to say all that stuff. And I've tried to explain to people, I will never... I will never dislike someone for coming on and bringing fire, right? Because that is is his character to yes. me. Uh, you you were hanging out with Carton. You I had to was. see the oh my my dad. I'm gonna put my dad on. Blast yeah, go right ahead. Now. Put him my, on. My dad calls me and he goes, Adam, I, I gotta talk to you. And he goes on like a 20 minute rant. Man, I thought that was messed up. Blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards he goes. What does he look like? I'm like, what are you going to find him and beat him up? Like, no, just let him. It's okay. But I, I'm telling you, this podcast is going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to have fun. And in you know six months, a year, whenever, he's going to come back on. And we're going to have a lot of fun. Or maybe it. we won't have him on. It's our podcast, so we don't have to do anything. I'll, I'll say this. We should double book. He's and a, then he should come and be like, oh, sorry. We got somebody else. Sorry, we have Mike Francesa. You have to go. I'll uh, love that. But the, 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 he's a very fun guy. I do think he's a little embarrassed with what he said up there. Everyone out there who doesn't know him, of course, you got to know. You put a mic in front of oh. the number one sports host in New York City, yeah. he's going to take it over. It's so uh, funny. Yes, he was a little unfair to you. I thought so. Oh, I, and that's the funniest thing is I never felt like I was being unfair against. I, I know you didn't. But I Be- did. Because, look, well, yeah, I, and I appreciate yeah. that. But how many times have we talked about Bleach Report kind of being like a locker room? 
room culture and stuff. Right, right. I always want people to feel like it's okay to bust balls. Yes. Because I like to bust balls. Right. And if I'm in a place where I can't take something, right. get the f*** out of here. <laughs> I felt like our listeners... I was worried about Josh, oh, to be honest. Well, I would, but here's the thing. I fully expected that, so it didn't phase me at all. Like, obviously, I was enamored with him sitting here and just watching how aggressive Big he was with the microphone. Right. But I feel like our listeners took it far more personally, his yeah. attacks on the three of us, or more me and Adam. I think if we were... If he came on and we were in the studio with hand mics and a camera, it would have totally changed. When he saw these mics and the setup that we got right yeah. now. This is authentic, That's though. not this exactly top-notch. I think he said, okay, I'm about this to is, kill these guys. This is below me. It yeah. is too funny. And I think the reason we're still using these is we're getting ready for the studio and the cameras. So it's kind of fun to be like this. Right. Can you explain to people what our setup looks like? In our setup so right now is a table in an office. It does overlook Central Park, which is great. But we're holding tiny microphones with our hands that are typically clipped onto a shirt with run-of-the-mill headphones that say we're words on them so if you walked in here you'd be like what are we in a garage what right. is this like the beginning stages of <laughs> apple like you have nothing here right um where did you hang out with carton recently well i went to the mets game with him on friday night first time i had been to city field that was really cool he had invited uh m- me and my family about a month and a half ago when i was doing the show with him one of the radio shows does he, carton he, have seats in the upper deck where you can't see half of left field or half of right field <laughs> no, no oh he doesn't he has, okay. he has a box oh really yes a, yes. a luxury box uh yes oh, what a surprise yeah. okay continue it was it was luxurious isn't he a yankees uh, no, he's a Mets fan. Okay. Yes, he's a Mets fan. Grew up in New Rochelle. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. The stadium's amazing. It's a totally different vibe than Yankee Stadium. I actually, of course, am a diehard Yankees fan, but the vibe at City Field is cooler than the new Yankee wow. Stadium, which is hard for me to say. But We've I been said to a it. Yankees game before. I still think they kept a little bit of the baseball feel. What's the feel then at City Field? City Field, it's just a little bit. Well, listen, the thing I think that drives me crazy about Yankee Stadium is that they tried to make it too much like the old Yankee Stadium. Like, uh, just be the Yankees and just build a new spaceship that's yeah. a stadium, and we'll just say we're the Yankees and we're awesome. Yeah. Uh, but instead, they tried to remake the old one, and they remade it to a less lesser version. And the fact that the old one, you used to be able to walk in the stadium and go, Man, Babe Ruth stood right there. Joe DiMaggio stood right there. Now it's like some kid from the Bronx stood right there. Who cares? Uh, And (laughs) City Field just has a great way about it, just as far as you walk in. Uh, yeah, it's less expensive. Yeah. There's certainly the food is a little bit of a better made more available to you. Sure. Uh, and, yes, sitting in the seats and just the view of the stadium, there's not a bad seat in the stadium. You were talking to great Yankees. I walked into a conversation earlier. You met freaking Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. You go, Jeets, away, for, baby. You go away for three weeks and meet Derek Jeter. How right, did this happen? Right around the corner here. Uh, and by, I mean, he's got two Yankee stories to tell. What? He's got A-Rod also. Uh-huh. Right, I didn't we'll, even tell you that. Well, do Jeter first. Okay. Because Jeter <laughs> right, should always go before A-Rod. Uh, hey, well, in my book, don't you worry. Uh, yeah, so Jeter, of course, um, I'm a huge Yankees fan, like, like I just said. I've been in the room with Derek Jeter probably ten times, and I'm room with him and never have gotten a chance to say hello to him. And was always like, ah, I won't bother him, yeah. or just we couldn't connect, whatever else. Uh, so this, I sit down after getting a massage. It was my 11th anniversary, wedding anniversary on Saturday. We get a massage. The wife and I, we're going to have a little bite to eat in the bar area at the Mandarin Oriental in Columbus Circle. Yeah. And I sit down, and I look in front of me, and there's a, it's the back of some man's head. But I go, man, that looks like Derek Jeter's head. I mean, I've been looking at that head in that baseball cap for a long time. Head. Right, yeah. right, exactly. And... Uh, I, I, I looked again, and I saw him just turn his head a little bit. I, I, was, like, yep. I was like, Danielle, that's my wife. I said, uh, yeah, of course, you know. Yeah. I go, that's Derek Cheater. It definitely is. I'm getting up to go say hi. I just, I, that's it. what I said. I literally Were you said. nervous? Were you excited? I was excited. I really was. And I don't get excited for much, uh, but I was and excited. And I've been with you out places. You are not afraid to just walk up and go, hey. Yeah, da, 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 da. I walked up. I was just like, hey, what's up, man? Uh, Chris Sims. Hey, Chris. Hey, good to see you. You know, I've seen you around so much. He, he actually said, he's like, I, I've seen you in Tampa like all these different times. We've never gotten to say hi. I was like, no. Shut up. Yeah, we had. We, had, we, awesome. we always used to see each other because he has his house there. Yeah. So we would see each other around, but never got a chance to say hi. I told him, I was like, listen, I wear number two because of you. No uh, way. I did. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I wore number two because Deion Sanders got me liking number two. Derek Jeter solidified Yeah, pushed me to the edge. Uh, so so I told him that he was sitting next to Hannah Davis, which what did I, you think? I tried not to gaze into her eyes for too long. They're uh, pretty incredible. She's eyes. incredible. Really? Uh, yeah, she's incredible. She, if they, man, if they have kids, they're gonna have good athletes because she is some. She's bigger woman than I thought, just structurally. Like she's 
five. She she didn't stand up. Yeah. Everybody has told me she's like five eight, five nine, five ten. Yeah. But she had square shoulders, and when I shook her hand, Firm I was grip. I was like, wow, that's a real hand. She has a hand, so she's got she's some got size. Re- she's got a real. They hand. could have a, they could have a power hitter with the, between those two. Oh my god! But that was pretty cool. He bought us some drinks. I actually declined because we were leaving, but my wife didn't. So no way. Yeah, my wife drank a dirty martini on on DJ NY. Oh my God! Wait. Yep. So, did you bring your wife over? Did yeah, Danielle uh, well, come over? He actually. So, at one point, he had bought. Was us, it just you guys there? It's just us two. Oh, and there's some other people. Other people are all like, "Oh my God, they're freaking out." But they're he's like, this is he's our got opportunity. His back turned to everybody. <sighs> so I don't think a lot of people realized it. And then started people started to realize it, but it's a nice crowd. They're not trying to be no- nosy. But it's great that you didn't start a conversation that led to other people getting I got involved. in and got out because I knew. I was like, I don't want to be over here and cause a scene. No, yeah. But he, so he bought us the drinks, and then a few minutes later, he got up to go to the bathroom, and he came over to the table and talked to us a little longer. So then it was like – What else did you talk about? Uh, he just said hi and just, you know, my wife said thank you. He told my dad – say hi to my dad, like yeah. things like that. He actually asked about my brother as well. Uh, and 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 then, um, yeah, but then, <laughs> then I felt like everybody in the Mandarin was looking at me like, well, who the hell is that guy? Because Jeter yeah. knows him, and uh, yeah, nobody knew me. God, is Phil Sims getting younger? <laughs> you, you get confused with more of the Sim, other Sims oh, than I, anybody. Oh, yes, nobody, nobody remembers. That's amazing. So it felt good. Yep, Jeter that day. That was Saturday night. And then that was Thursday? It was last Thursday. Last, last Thursday. Day we saw you. I'm yeah. walking here. Right, I just got Chipotle. I got it in my hand, you know, my rice and beans. And I'm walking through the lobby here. And... <sighs> Right as I'm kind of going right through the middle, I mean, Alex Rodriguez is walking right at me. In this building. In this building. We're not even going to be able to avoid each other because there's people in there, and I'm literally going to have to walk and right. And you're like this. the two biggest people in the, in the lobby. So I walk up to him, and he's dressed like a really rich captain of a boat. I mean, he's looking. What does that mean? You mean just nice like blazer with, on... like, white pants, and the blazer has, like, gold buttons, too. You know what I mean? Like what? He's like, yes. Um, Dude, he is the weirdest person so, ever. He's dressed to the T's. Um, and it was, yes, it was funny. Of course, we knew each other. We've met each other many a times. Uh, he had dark glasses on. So I'm walking right at him. I don't know if he's looking at me. I sh- hey, what's up, man? And he takes his glasses off and he goes, hello, I'm Alex. And I go, yeah, I'm Chris Sims. And he, oh, Chris, Chris, good to see you. He says, he says yes. hello, I'm Alex. Yeah. Hey, I'm Alex. Yes. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I know. Or whatever. And I just said, hey, good, great job. Keep kick, kicking butt, whatever. And then uh, he awkwardly said to me. Oh, my God. He was with hold, a- hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, what? Uh, he was with, I guess, a girl he's dating. But he said that I look like this girl's ex-boyfriend. And which got me real. Yeah, he in front was of like the girl. He, in front of the girl, and I'm looking at her, and she's looking at me, and he's like, "Doesn't he?" And, uh, it, it looks was, just like the person that you slept with before me. <laughs> yes, that's so weird. It was weird. It was uncomfortable for a second, but hey, he's kicking butt from the Yanks this year. Oh my god, I was. That is one of those things where when you're talking to a girl, you I never talk about my exes. I never right. talk about their exes because right. it's like you're going to be like, "Why are you thinking about them yeah, right now?" Right. That's so weird. Yep. Doesn't work out well for anyone. Maybe uh, I can't say that I'll get in trouble. <laughs> I can cut it out. Nah, you sure? But that is uh, yeah. So there was my Yankee stories of the weekend. The Jeter one's pretty awesome. The fact that he re- he knew and that he was willing to talk and that he bought you. So your wife was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take one." Yes, and the, <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like my dad's texting us happy anniversary, and he's like, "Oh, when was your anniversary?" That was the same night. Happy anniversary. Yeah, you, you weren't you Pounded were looking at your phone when I said that earlier in the story. Oh, uh, you said that. Yeah, I did say that. Yeah. Well, my phone's cracked. Yeah, I'm uh, a little upset. Yeah. Correct. Uh, but my dad's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're having drinks in the Mandarin. He goes, you guys are big time. And just after she said that, Jeter had bought her the drink. Oh, my And she texts back to my dad, yes, I am big time. Derek Jeter just bought me a drink. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so he loved so, that. And now your wife has a story. Uh, as far as Derek Jeter, yes. Just all that. Oh, as soon as she told my little boy, my little boy is all in on Derek Jeter. Is he so, really? Yeah, he was like, thought it was so cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, all right, then I'm going to I'm gonna see your stories. I was in Vegas for Summer League for nine days. I right. can't wait to hear what Lefko has to top you meeting Derek Jeter. <laughs> um, this is so, so, so what I did was in Vegas, after being in Vegas for four or five days, you reach a point where your brain is combusting. Right. And I actually barely went out for like the last few days. Yeah, I'm sure. My, I, I don't even have that great. There's only going so much you can take. It's oh, dude, I got. First of all, my parents are definitely listening to this. I'm not going to go into. Hey, dirty depth. legs, <laughs> dirty legs, Lefko. <laughs> um, Vegas was hilarious to watch Buker in action, um, interacting with all these basketball players and coaches. Right. 
he is just as big to them as they are to him because sure. he's been he was been on TV forever. Right. And what he would do is he would get these players and coaches to come over. We do interviews with them, and my strategy was I'm going to come in so hot that these guys are going to think they already know me. And it worked every time. Dude, Julius Randle sits down, and I'm like, JR, how you doing, brother? And he's like, hey, baby, what's going on? I've never met Julius Randle before. Right. But we hit it off. It was so funny. Um, uh, Fred Hoiberg, yeah. new coach of the Bulls. The mayor. Big-time gambler. Really? Big-time gambler. Me and Rick were joking around that, like, if there's one guy that you're going to think that doesn't. Right. Hoiberg comes over, and, and I was like, I was like, Freddie. And he was like, hey, man, good to see you. And I, he does not know who I am at all. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, Fred, man, I hear you like to gamble. He goes, yeah, I love all the games. And I was like, whoa, like, that was a weird thing to say. I was like, you like blackjack? He goes, yeah, that's my game. Later that night, I'm walking through the Cosmopolitan. Unbelievable hotel. Yes, I've walked through it before. We stayed there. Right. A little, it was incredible. Yeah, I'm sure you had fun. Uh, walking past the blackjack tables, there's Fred Hoiberg by himself at like a $25 min bet, which is yeah. not that high. Right. And I walk by and I look and he just has this monster stack of blacks. And I'm like, Fred, he goes, hey, man. I go, listen, not going to ruin your flow. He goes, I really appreciate that. And I walk away and look. They're all hundreds. Probably had like three, four grand at the table. It's kicking butt. Um, four thirty in the morning. I'm out one night. It was it was a, it was a long work day. Yeah, it was a long work day. I understand. Yeah. John Walls at the table. Cool. And he's 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 not even betting. He's just telling his friend to bet, which is like the worst guy ever. He's like, just double, just double, just double. I'm like, and I want to be like, hey, John, shut up, dude. Vegas Vegas was a blast. Just kind of seeing all the athletes and all that stuff. Right. Um, uh, Manuel Moutier is a baller. Oh, man, I saw some of the highlights. Porzingis is going to be something special, uh-huh. man. Yeah, people in New York soften their stands on Porzingis, I feel His like, the touch last few was So that was really cool. Yeah. And then I went uh, – I was in Venice for the weekend. Um, I, I rode a bike, and I'm really not good at riding a bike. First, I'm not good at riding a bike. So I later – not in, something you usually hear coming out of a grown man's I know. Mouth. Well, I'm I later – not good at riding a bike. I did not really throw myself into riding a bike. And then like when I was like 12 or 13 is when I was like, all right, I got to figure this out. And my mom helped me, and I learned how to ride a bike. And then I go to Venice, California, and my – 12 or 13. Time out a second. I know. Forget the rest of that story for I a know. second. Where was Bruce Lefko when you were five you and know, normal kids are learning how to ride their bike? I think I pawned it off and let's just play basketball. Let's just, oh, let's just play so basketball. So you always change it. You didn't yeah. want to deal with it. Yeah, you know. I think were I, you scared of it at I that think age? I, had a, I think I had a rough, a rough occurrence There was when something I was that bothered you about it? Fell over one time. Leg got fucking, oh, yeah, I cursed. I'm okay to curse. Yeah. Torn up. Right. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't enjoyable. Thanks, right. Chris. Now I'm like getting really <laughs> emotional. But I go to California and my friend uh, Mitchell Hart, who listens to the podcast a lot, great guy. Uh, we had an ama- we shot we shot ball at Venice courts you, for four hours. You send me that. Oh, dude, Vine. Is that a Vine? Oh, a Jeff. Me crushing it. It was great. But he's like, dude, you're riding a bike everywhere. And first day we're riding a bike and we're going to a bar. We're just gonna like have breakfast and right. stuff. And I'm going 15 minutes in. I'm weaving in out of traffic. And I'm like, man, I'm doing it. I'm killing it right now. We get to one area where the cars are slow and other cars are parked. And I got to fit in between. And halfway through, I just like, shit. And I fell against a car. And a car ran over the front tire and bent the tire. Oh, my first day riding a bike. My gosh. And I was like, man, I, first day I get run over by a car. Dude, I am so bad. I'm, I'm heavy, bro. I got a lot of weight. Balance is not my thing. I can't go on a New York City subway without holding on to a pole. Like, you know how people can, like, stand there and balance their weight? I don't have that balance. Man, I would love to watch you go down the streets of New York with some training wheels on a bike. That would be worth Training wheels would be great. I have literally been I'll like, I'll bring Philip's bike for you. <laughs> can Philip ride a bike already? Uh, no, he cannot. But I would like, he's about ready, I think, to be able to maybe to go two wheels. I would love to help him get there. <laughs> I have learned a lot. I've got per- left go down for six curses in this episode, by the way. I would say and it's. you're at zero. I, well, I mean, he's been throwing every story. He's throwing right. a curse word. Left left right. Right. Well, like the bike story was really Just emotional. No discretion. For me. No discretion. Um, and then uh, I'll do the last of my stuff. Uh, Sunday, I went and checked out Bryce Petty's apartment. Right. He lives in Morristown. Right. Um, nice little place. Cool dude. And I, and I started a bromance with him. Good. You, you know why? Why? Because I said, we were talking about, he's like, I'm a big movie guy. And I said, well, what's your, your favorite movie? Oh, my gosh. Guess Don't, what he said. Well, it, it makes me question whether he can learn an offensive playbook then. It really Guess does. Guess what he said. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Nope. Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls. 
Oh, that I was forgot. His that's your movie. movie. Oh my gosh, he's gonna have trouble learning offensive. And offensive I systems. and I said, I said, I said, dude, are you are you messing with me right now? And he said, no. He said, my my gamer tag for for golf on Xbox is Bumblebee Tuna. And you haven't seen the movie, so you've known Bumblebee Tuna. I have seen the movie. I uh, could care less. It wasn't good. It, we had an amazing time. It oh. was great. But we kicked it off with Ace Ventura 2 and Nature Calls. you got to see it. I want to watch it. We'll watch it, then we'll teach Philip how to ride a bike. All right, so you, <laughs> Jeter, Car. Who else did you see on your time off? Other coaches and I stuff did like see that? some coaches who I'd rather not say their names. I did travel around a little bit and see a few guys. Um, so I did that. What uh, do you do when you travel? Like, Do you stay at their place and like drink potato vodka? Yeah, and just hang out. Yeah. yeah. You know, coaches, even though, yes, we all think they're these regimented people, they like to drink and have fun, especially when they know their free time is about to end. So oh, man. It's like a, so could you feel these people getting the itch? Like, i got to go back to training camp. Yeah, they're all a little bit like it's on the countdown. Like, yeah, they don't have to be there for 10 days, but they're like, I got – 400 hours and 30 like it's all it's a little stressful i can drink from this from and i've been there and i remember it It was it's a horrible feeling it's a horrible feeling so right now as we're getting ready for training camp what are players and coaches going through you know the players are just anxious kind of get get it started yes you lose your you know your freedoms of life because you're just it's the next three weeks are the worst part of being a football player for in the nfl really yes it's the only it's the only really unenjoyable part to me it's awesome because you know you're getting close to games and playing in the regular season yeah but training tra- training camp is a grind uh it's less of a grind now that they have the new rules you can't go two days every day yeah uh so that's all changed. does it suck because it's hard or does it suck because you're a grown man and you want to just go home and then also do that? i think it's both i i do i think it's, it's like the double part of it yeah it's it's a grind every day you're sore you're tired you're dehydrated man i gotta go out there in 95 degree heat again yeah. with this helmet on and these shoulder pads uh and then yes the fact that you just don't get to go home sleep in your own bed you haven't seen your kids in forever yeah all those things at all your eating habits get changed a little bit all of it gets changed and you're just like man i just want to go back home and you guys are all creatures of habit yes. my question is how much of the work that's done in training camp do you actually see dividends pay in the season oh uh, yeah you, big time dividends really yeah you do uh you're gonna get the the heartbeat the pulse of your team through the train through training camp so this isn't just installing plays and playbooks this is also kind of going no who's going to be the leader who's going to be the leader really who's going to be we got we got a guard guard questions we got defensive tackle questions we can finally put the pads on and see some of these guys that we thought did good in the spring mini camps otas yeah they were good when we weren't in pads but now are they going to be good when you get down block double teamed by two 300 pounders yeah you're going to start to really see the true colors of the players that you have question marks do you on. get afraid obviously you wouldn't because you have like the green jersey on or the red jersey yeah on. but do you ever get afraid like do players are they more tentative in terms of injuries those first few days when you're re-ramping it up i think the tentative people in football are usually the ones that get hurt i i always hear that all the time but it's but is it one of those things where no one's thinking about is it like pitching a no-hitter in the seventh well they they make the rules this way now to where you can't hit for a few days okay and i john gruden used to do it a great way i thought to kind of indoctrinate everybody into let's put the pads on we're going to hit one of the first periods of practice we were going to have that first day in full pads where we could really hit he was going to do goal line 11 on 11 Just full straight speed forward let's not dip our feet in here let's go and he'll make they'll make an incentive three plays from the one yard line whoever wins the battle doesn't have to run after practice or gotcha. has no curfew tonight whatever so you're it is getting the physical contact without change of direction right. without any pulls without right. any people because it's the ACLs and the changing directions, the non-contacts that are really scary. It's funny. You never see somebody tear an ACL in a goal line situation, no. right? Because you're, you're – It's such a simple it's a motion. mosh pit. Yeah, even for those defensive linemen that are in, in, involved with everything there. Yeah. They're, they're not – they're already low. They're really just diving into the ground, trying to make it a stalemate so now yeah. the linebackers and whoever else can make the tackle. Um is there is there like a star of the first practice? Like I feel like if you go out the first practice, the guy that either got into the best shape or something like that. Yes, like, there is. There's those stars that come out in training camp, and you're like, oh my gosh, he's awesome today. But then you could have that where they do that, and then five days later, you're like, oh, he's the same piece of crap we do, had all. Do you spring. remember a guy that you went in and were like, wow, this man tore it up? Akib Talib would be the guy that in jumped. Denver? I was actually in uh, Tampa because that's where he was drafted. Yeah. So his rookie year, first day on the field. I was like, 
he's our starting corner. And was you know one that. of those things where I always wondered this. So the first first round pick comes in. Right. Is the team, are you collectively going, I hope this dude's as big of a baller as I hope? Yes. Or is it is it just maybe the, even the position, are they going, let's see if this dude really has it? Yeah. Well, is it skepticism or is it hope? It, it's, it, it's, it can be both because it becomes almost, it becomes hope because with a guy like Akeem Tlaib, he carried himself like he had the confidence in himself. So you're like, you know, this kid, he, I don't know what he does on the field yet, but he's got all the other stuff I like. Yeah, he's got the yeah. confidence, the swagger. He's a leader. All those things are great. Okay, but now is he going to be able to cover Joey Galloway, the right. fifth time Joey Galloway runs 50 yards down the field? Right. And he proved that right away. That's I think awesome. he made a few interceptions, like his first practice. How disappointing and, can it be for a team when the first-round pick comes in and he's not up oh, to it? Because then, then you're also getting into salary. This guy's getting paid more than me. Do you remember ever someone like that coming in and being disappointed? I, I, I do. Uh, you know, one that jumps out to me a little bit is Noshan Moreno. Really? Uh, yeah, Noshan, Noshan Moreno, really both are first-round picks that you're endeavored. Noshan Moreno and Robert Ayers, who's now with the New yes. York Giants. Yes, You know, they were both Tennessee. taken in the top 20. Um Solid NFL players, don't get me wrong. but So what happened? So Noshan comes in. He's this running back freak out of Georgia. Right. They're showing clips of him jumping over players all the time. Exactly. He was seen as a top five player at some point. Exactly. So he comes in, and why was it disappointing? Uh, I think it was disappointing, one, because of his attitude a little bit. Uh, he wasn't a true professional. He was kind of a young, immature kid. He's grown yeah. up since then, don't get me wrong. Uh, the other thing I would say is, you know, running back, his physical skills did not jump out to me. Uh, that year, I think we had Carell Buckhalter from the Eagles on Love the team them. right yeah. uh and you know when you get a f- top i think Noshan might have been like the 12th 14th pick of the draft yeah you you're gotta be special a lot better than Carell buckle so the first few times we gave him the ball i was just like ah man that don't look that special to me now you have to just have to hold you know hold making that initial judgment until the pads go on because yes. sometimes guys like that all of a sudden can break uh you know 10 Ten tackles when the pads go on, you go, oh, okay, that's why we got him. Yeah. Uh, but he would be one guy that it was a little bit underwhelming as far and as – what was it with Robert Ayers? Robert Ayers, same thing. I think we were expecting, like, some huge pass-rushing presence right away. And he, a lot like Noshan, was just a little immature at first. Mm. You could see a little talent in there. But also, yeah, I think the work ethic from both of them was a little disappointing. Yeah. And, yes, it does deflate your football team because you're like, man, we got a good team. If we can get one or two of these rookies to contribute, yeah. we can be a playoff team. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you can just be like, oh, man, that's, that's not going to work out. It is, it is interesting to me. And that's why I look at guys like, uh, like Jameis and go, he's going to have that bravado. He's going to have that confidence. Right. How does the team react to that? Yes. You know? But I have a lot of faith in him in terms of gaining a locker room's trust. Yes, you have to. Um, Even what Baylor, uh, Bryce Petty said to you, what did he say when you asked about Jameis Winston? He said Jameis Winston's the man. Yeah, he just said he's, Jameis is like one of the coolest guys you're ever going to yes, meet. Yes, everybody says that. So. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I am so excited for these training camps. I'm excited to see these guys in person. I'm excited for you to look at me as I'm looking at them right. and reacting. Um, yeah, I can't wait till you see Khalil Mack. Uh, I can't wait till you see a guy like K.J. Wright, uh, you know, the linebacker for the Seahawks, Richard Sherman, some of those guys. Uh, yeah, they're going to be fun to, to see in person because you're oh, going to see Earl Thomas too, and you're going to go, man, this is Earl Thomas? Because he's yeah. going to be just a little small ball, well, like, mus- ball we, we, of muscle. We joked about it. You know, we had Byron Jones in here, and everyone's right. like, wow, that guy is so tiny. The right. positional, like how big yeah, people are. Football is different varieties. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Josh, you breaking? What are you doing? You, you breaking everything? Oh, we're getting. It's the return. I'm making room for uh, for your boy. Steven Nelson has returned. Steven, Steven freaking comes up to me today. And he goes, I say, listen, man, we're doing the podcast at 2.30. He goes, well, do you want me to make it brief? I don't want to take time. And, Stephen, I don't know how many times we have to tell you. We love you. You are, you are not a part of the podcast. You are an integral part of the podcast. Because we get to listen to music like this. Uh. Now I have headphones, too, and I can hear this music very loud. Is this the first time you've had headphones? I typically have my own. They, I don't have this quality. These are Adam Bernstein. Oh, Bernie. Bernie's uh, headphones. I can't even hear myself think right now. I'm just <laughs> lost in the, in the jams. 
Good to have you back, Nelly. It's great to be back. It does smell funny in here. I don't know if that's been a topic of conversation. Probably my sandwich I had. Yeah, you had an Italian sandwich (sighs) from Balducci's. It smells more. It's not so much a sandwich. It's a musty smell. Oh. Yeah, I'm good to go, Fendrick. Fendrick wants to move the shit. Oh, no, he, no, Fendrick was asking, is he the musty smell? It could be like the mozzarella on this. Well, Fendrick always has a nice I musk. think it's this. It's just mozzarella and salami. Lefko said it was like the greatest yeah, you know smelling what? sandwich he ever had in his life. I, I literally was going to be like, can I eat the, the crust, please? I don't know. Lefko's going to lick the paper in which Listen, the No, I want you to, oh, by the, by the way, I've been, I've been really eating healthy lately. You, you've lost a few. And it's, it's, been, it's been easier to turn down the snacks in the kitchen. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it is going to be a struggle. They have king size Kit Kats yeah, in the kitchen. What the heck is going on? They in brought there? sour uh, the, the sour, sour straws. Sour straws. It's just loaded up on. There are cinnamon buns, and I, I've already taken notice, and I've taken stock. There's glazed donuts. Okay, but our you know four million dollar Coke machine doesn't have anything but water in it. So. <laughs> yeah, I saw you having trouble with that earlier. Yeah, I went to non non caffeine drinks. Everything gone. I went to caffeine drinks. Everything gone. Water. Yes. We bought a $50 million Coke machine to serve water. $4 million, $50 million. It's a, it's it's a big job. You, you got a new contract. Uh, well, guys, I'm not going to tee off with the bread and butter of the National Football League right away. We're going to talk Major League Baseball. I, um, the trade deadline, July 31st. I'm curious. We've seen some action so far, but if you, Sims... Could trade Lefko for any host in sports, and if you Lefko can oh. trade Sims for any analyst, you cannot choose a current Bleacher Report employee okay. or analyst, and you cannot say, "I wouldn't trade you for the world." Oh, don't, worry. <laughs> don't you worry, I won't be saying that. Oh wow, any host? Well, I'm definitely picking a hot female, just so you know, right right off the bat. Okay. Uh, I'm going nowhere but there. It is so funny how different our brains work. I didn't even think about that at all, but that's a great idea. Yeah, no. I'm going. I mean, yes. Uh, so let's see. What are some of the hot females in the world of broadcasting right now? You guys all scared to s- s- pipe up? I mean, I, Aaron I mean, Andrews. I, 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 I've told you, I I really. I'll take a left over Aaron Andrews right now, straight up. That's it. Sold. Nothing else. I can't even get like a second round pick thrown in there too. Um, my first thought. Um, was someone who I think it's going to be really hard for people to follow in his footsteps, um, and that's Phil Sims. <laughs> that was my first. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going. <laughs> um, Phil, Phil would be the guy, and then just to rub it into the Sims family, I think Chris Collinsworth would okay. be the backup. Okay, because I got no me, problem with me that. and Sims fight all the time about that. Keeping it all in the agent family. Oh, it's very true. I yes. think it was like it was like, the, the, it was like the second, like the second game of the year. He's like, uh, I love Troy Aikman. I love Chris Collinsworth. He I was like, like, I love John Gruden, uh, but that's it. No, I was like, like I, no, bring up my I said, oh, I said out of all the color guys, I said, it's Chris Collinsworth, and yes. I think he's clearly the best. And Chris looks at me and goes, yeah, because there's like nobody else that has been doing it for 20 years and has <laughs> been on CBS. <laughs> okay. No, I've I've grown I've grown to appreciate your dad calling games more now that I know him as a person. Right. Because I hear the jokes that he's sliding in there and I'm yeah, like Yeah, I know most people don't get it. Corny Phil, man. Yeah, corny Phil. People never get to realize that Phil actually does have some coolness to him, but Oh dude, your dad he, he's your dad too has, respectful and, and courteous with the microphone in his hand. Yeah, your dad has that CBS swag to him. Yeah, you're right. Is that you don't like That's that? Great. I love that. Well he's okay. CBS, yeah, he's CBS swag. all day long. I think he wears the because blazer. nothing screams swag like a blazer with a CBS logo Fam. on it. He he rocks that. Shit. Hold on, you said CBS. I don't know if why I heard CVS. Oh, like, that CVS. That would have been cooler. Swag. I was like, yeah, that's a. I've Yo, never Phil heard Sims that. has that Walgreens swag. <laughs> I am. I got that Dwayne Reed swag. <laughs> DJ Fendrick's been that. Shit. Ooh. Yeah. Gilbert See, Hon, how good is that going to be on video? It's going to be great. We're going to be able to dance. People are going to be able to see us jive. I'm excited. Like soon enough, soon enough. Gilbert Arenas, Agent Zero, as he was called oh, in, no. what did in he the do NBA. Now? No, this is actually great. Okay. I know where he's going. Made more than $140 million in his wow. NBA career. This week, he's making headlines is what he's doing. Right. He said he was banned, kicked out of the Orange County Fair, my hometown. For dominating the basketball games. Officials refute that by saying, no, Gilbert, you're welcome anytime. You just 
You won too many damn prizes. You won the maximum daily allotment. Yeah, there, there's a picture online of him with like 40 huge stuffed animals. Now the question I have for both of you. What is the game at a fair, mm. carnival, festival, party that you either dominate mm. or suck at but continue to lose money in? The basketball game at the fair is one that I always play. I do and too. I feel obligated to pay, play it. Yes. Like if I'm there and I'm like on a date or something like that or if I'm there with friends – I'm going to say, hey, listen, at some point, we're going over to the basketball Yeah, thing. well, you do either one. Like, they have the ones that are smaller, like the ones we got here in the office, and they also got the ones that are a little farther so away So I, I really could care less about the small ones. Right. But if that's all they have, I will play them. Right. But I need to spin the ball. I need to step in and take a legitimate shot, yeah. and I need to drill it. Yeah. And I will put down a 20 spot, and I will take however right. many shots that is. Right. And, I, and the worst part is, though, is you always get a basketball with, like, Georgetown on it. Yeah. And I'll take it and dribble the rest of the game and then it's like I don't even use that ball ever again right. but I will play that game right. I I'm, love I'm with shit. you I will play that as well that's my probably my favorite game I have abused a few throwing games at the ball the, the really ball. yeah like a few of the throwing the football at the targets and stuff I've abused them and come away with like the biggest prizes alright let me hear the story yeah, I, I don't even there's no story it's like how like, many pri- like you've just been winning prizes yeah like I went to the Jersey Shore uh, we had, we rented a house down there maybe three summers ago just yeah. you know the one uh, the Jersey Shore right there by Point Pleasant, the boardwalk there. And, uh, yeah, I went there and walked away with some big teddy bears for Charlotte and whatever else. Did yeah. anyone ever at some point go, hey, yeah. listen, you got to stop? No, but they, they realized about the second one. One of the guys was like, well, man, you must have been a quarterback or something. You know, like people laughed. And he's like, were you a quarterback? Or, you know, and <laughs> uh, good. you kind of look like one of the Sims. And I was like, yeah, that's me. You know, so he was cool with I'm it. Paul no Sims. problem. Paul Sims. I will also say this. We were on a tear at the Bleacher Report. Cornhole. We're at Cornhole. Yeah. Sims and I had a flow, but you know who like lasted the longest? I mean, Nelson, I, I look over like three hours in, and he's just sitting there effortlessly just tossing bags. Really? Yeah. 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 And I'm we, a- we got ruined. Like, we had one, one, one team came in, and they just They got hot, it. but that's all right. Man, that is so cool about Gilbert Arenas. Why he wants the prizes, I don't know. He, has, he was with his kids. Yeah, okay. he had like four kids, and they yeah. were each holding like huge, but they're the worst toys Still, ever. why did they do those? Either way, but... <laughs> Man, I would be scared. To, I'd be scared as crap if I saw Gilbert Arenas coming in to shoot any kind of hoops, anything. If he could collect prizes, because I even when he yeah. was on fire, oh. he was one of the most Incredible. unbelievable on fire shooters I've ever seen. Him shooting and then turning around before the ball yeah, went in right. was one of the most badass right. things right. I've ever seen in right. sports. Yeah. All right, so before we get to the last thing here from Steven Nelson, I want to give a shout-out to a new person that has tweeted into the podcast because uh, I know what Steven is about to reference here. So four days ago last week, we got a tweet from Tony Tony Chopper at SM 7 with a link Damn, to Damn, can you get an easier Twitter handle? Tony Toner Chopper at SM 7 That's fine. Okay. Uh, so he sent us a link to an article, and the content of his tweet said, the world deserves to hear Chris Sims' thoughts on this, LOL. I'm excited to hear what it is. I will now pass the microphone back to Steven, but know that people were tweeting in saying they needed to hear your thoughts on this. Wow. Wow. That, I love that. That was a hell of a sell job. And now <laughs> he's about to ask me this question? It's mm. going to be a little bit different. Oh, okay. But kind of the same. <laughs> LaShawn McCoy has been busy this offseason. Peace, bro. Traded to Buffalo. Implied that his former head coach was a racist. Right. And now he's gotten into party planning. Oh, right. I think I heard a little of this. Go ahead. Then the Bills back backtrack after news got out of a females-only party that required, among other things, social media account information, identification, and a non-disclosure agreement. Right. Wow. Once this information got out about this females-only party, 21 and over, social media was set on fire. Kind of like the Sims and Lefko podcast is right now. Yes. And Fuego. When he backtracked, he says the party is now a back-to-work party (laughs) featuring DJ Donald Trump, (laughs) Chip Kelly, Barack Obama, Oprah, even the waiter... That he tipped 20 cents back in the day. Wow. Is invited. The one person who is not invited is Hulk Hogan. And smoothie machines all night. Smoothie bar all night, no alcohol. Yeah. So my question for you, this is a long one, I know. <clears throat> if you guys are throwing your back-to-work party, I'm doing air quotes, who are the featured guests? 
and what's being catered? Well, Ooh. I wouldn't have chickened out with this whole back-to-work party. I'd have the ladies-only party. So you did, you did hear about this? I did, okay. yes. Sounds delicious. Uh, yeah, I would love to have a d- ladies-only party. I would Wait, not was it, it going to be him I thought, and, he and also, ladies? Yeah, and, well, and a few other teammates, and they were only going to let ladies in if I understand this it correctly. This reminds me of the Minnesota Vikings boat But cruises. part of the invitation, I think he used the Bills logo, Bill, right? That was the, the biggest issue, so, so he can't do that. Uh, I don't know why he. I don't know if that was the biggest issue, but that was a big. Have issue. you heard of parties like this before? I have. Uh, I, I can't say that I've ever been invited to one where they're just like, "Hey, it's only going to be girls only." You know, I don't know why he would put it on the internet in general. I mean, first of all, he should have been able to just go to the club with him and a few friends, and they just just hand out a flyers like, "You're invited. Mm, you're not. You're invited." <laughs> Mm, you're not. You're invited. That's what you should have done. Duck, Why duck, would you goose. put it out there? Because you're just going to. Patrick, ha- you just got invited. It'll be a <laughs> shit show uh, if you put it out there on the internet. So yeah, oh uh, that sounds awesome. Uh, so you actually think it was a great idea? Yeah, I mean it's a ladies only party, and he's not married, is he? But it's not, but but in a ladies only party, it's in essence you're making yourself the bachelor, right? For me, like, I guess it's cool to be around, like, all these ladies and stuff. But my thing is, like, when you invite certain girls, like, does that mean that, like, see, I know that I would get very, I would have to, like, entertain the girls. Let's say you invite 30 girls. No, let's say you invite 30 girls, right? right? And you start talking to one. And then you look over and it's like, oh, man, there's Cher and there's Bonnie and there's Floyd, Florence. (laughs) Cher? Cher I couldn't think of women's names. (laughs) Jessica. Okay, what about them? And then, like, they're sitting over there, and they're like, I can't believe that, mo- that motherfucker invited me out here, and now he's not talking to me. <laughs> Swear number 95 from you today. Uh, I, you, listen, I would have made it very clear. I honestly, I honestly, I really wouldn't care about him at all. I'm okay. just, I, there is no other side to this argument. It was stupid that he did it, but I would agree. An all-female party would be pretty amazing. It would be a lot of fun, It would be yes. pretty amazing. Would, uh, did you want to know who we would Guest of there? honor and yeah. what would be catered. Well, catering. I'm having ladies only. So, so then, who are the lady? Honor. Who are the lady guests of honor? Yeah. Oh man, Dan, I was going to say Hannah Davis, but since I met Derek Jeter this weekend, I with her, I can't say that. Uh, she's off the market, I guess. So uh, I'd have to think. <laughs> I know. I'm playing a fantasy here. Okay, Hold on. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know who I would do there. Uh, man, I could go so many different directions with this. Try there's, it. There's See a lot happens. of pretty entertainers out there that, yeah. of course, I, I'd love to have come by. I, Ariana, I would, Sierra. Uh, you would invite Sierra. That's, I would love to have Lana Del Rey there singing while we're partying. If you invited Sierra, um, would there be a time where you'd go up to her and go, hey, listen. I'd also get on I there. ain't speaking to God. What I would do is I, I've, I've actually been thinking about this for a little bit. Who is the modern-day Rat Pack? And I would, I would like a lot of women there. I would enjoy Jeter. I would want Jay-Z to be there. Sure. I would want George Clooney to be there. I'd like to have some bros that the if I wanted to come fast, over. Huh? No, 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 no. I've already said I would like a lot of women to be there. But I'd like to have a point where at some point in the party when that gets tired or I right. want to smoke a cigar and I want to sit around. And I just want to hear great stories. Yes. And you know who else I'm going to invite? Right. I'm going to invite Danielle because my party is the same night as your party. Oh. And apparently she's not invited. <laughs> So I, I, well, maybe you'll get back in her good graces. I like that. That's very smart. That of you. felt really good. That felt really good. You could tell her and be like, Chris is going to be down at the other party yeah. being flirty. Yeah. Why don't you come down to my just, party? Just hang out. Just hang out. Jeter's going to be there. He'll buy you more drinks. Right. You'll right. love it. Uh, and then catering mm. only um, cocktail. We need pigs in a blanket. That's the only thing provided. But like tons. Like everything you open, you're like, oh, I wonder what's in this one. No, mini hot dogs. What's in this one? Mini hot dogs. You're like, well, what's our entree? And it's just a really big mini hot dog. Are you attaching them to a pizza crust at any point like you did in the no, office a couple weeks ago? Or? Okay. Hey, yeah, well, yeah. That's Listen, disgusting. I would have that other guy's cigar session on another night. This is the night for the ladies, okay? I'm having Scarlett Johansson there. Sure. Yes. She's fantastic. Yeah, I'm definitely having. What are you having catered, Sims? Uh, alcohol. Um, <laughs> you don't. God, this is like a this is a party that's gonna last like eight minutes. <laughs> Got it. It's like, what are we doing? We're just drinking. Oh, oh great. Okay. And Why are there only girls here and you, Chris? I don't know. Talk amongst yourselves and then talk to me, please. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Well, wait. What are we gonna do? Um, it's a great party. Yeah. I I know this one place down in the Lower East Side. It's a little risque. The Vox. The Vox. Yeah. I'd probably have to go there get some of them to come to the party as well. Gosh, I got to pee. If you go to the box, you, you don't want to recruit people for a party there. Well, That's... they can make it entertaining. 
you know. They, they, well, if you're into that could, type of entertainment. We could, we could start. We could have them. Be I can't the, wait to hear all the listeners that go and Google the box Lower East Side and yes. find out what goes on in that place. Oh, I know. It's, it's scary. Google it out. Um, all right. So uh, I'm going to wrap up the podcast because I have to pee so bad okay, right now, which go is probably ahead. good. Right. Um, amazing to have Nelson back. And I, I still think it's one of the best segments ever. And I'm excited to see how we do that on video. Um, send us. We're going to do it the same way. He's going to talk into a microphone and there's going to be a camera. In front no, of him I want I want the lights to dim. And I want like a lava a spotlight lamp. on them or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it to be gene- – dude, it is going to be awesome when we go to video. Very excited to get on the road. Uh, I'll, I'll put out the date soon of where we're going to each place in case anyone listening to the podcast wants to come up and say hi. Uh, and the podcast is back. Is officially back. We had our nice vacation. We're back. Getting baby. ready for the season. Until two weeks. From Until now. next week when you guys are on the road and then podcast um, is gone. Yeah, I guess we're not going to do it on the road, huh? Nah, it's going to be tough. I mean, we do have a six-hour drive one day. Right. You want to do a podcast in the car? I can. I can send the kid on the road. I don't know that car rides. Now, Chris, I I, I'm driving. First of all, okay. you're driving. Definitely. No, I think Amir is going to want to drive. No, he knows that I'm driving. You're. I he, don't want to be in the car with you for six hours. You're going to kill people. No, I'm a good highway driver. He was in the car with me all last year. I drove every time. Oh man. Yep, yep. All right. Well, we'll we'll post some stuff to the pot to the podcast Twitter, and then in two weeks. Yeah, I don't do podcasts without Fendrick, so I don't do that. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get it back. Sims and Lefko back in action. Thanks for listening. Hit us up on Twitter at Sims and Lefko, and we'll be talking to you in two weeks. See ya. Be good.